was that a kindly-looking man had sat down next to me. He tried valiantly, but unsuccessfully, to clear the phlegm from his throat. I scooted over to both accommodate him and to offer us some personal space. He kept looking at me, but as soon as I looked back at him, he glanced away. Finally, he spoke. Who are you? he asked quietly. And what are you doing here? That was indeed the question, and not only for my current living situation. I wished I had an answer. Nana breezed in through the lobby, snapping her mauve umbrella shut with a force that belied her age. She kissed the cheek of her companion, Stanley Jones, who tottered off to his own apartment, then came to get me. Lexi, love, she said. I'm glad I got here in time to see you off. Let's wait by the door. The bus'll be here soon. On the way through the foyer, she whispered, I thought I'd mention, dear, don't sit on any unupholstered furniture in the common areas. When you get to be my age, many of us have incontinence problems. Shocked, I reached around and felt my backside, not caring who saw me. Whew. Dry. Nana giggled at my distress, taking everything about aging in stride, as she always did, and looped her arm through mine. I'm glad you're home. I grinned back at her. Me too, Nana. Why can't one of those nice young men drive you to work today? She asked. I don't want to ask them. It's awkward. I'm not sure where I'm going with either of them right now. And they both have their own jobs. Seems to me a man who likes a woman would offer her a ride. Nana sniffed. I'm sure plenty of men hitched up their buggies and took you to work back in the day, I teased. She grinned wickedly and leaned over to kiss my cheek. So tell me about the Frenchman. His name is Philippe. He's really nice, a great baker, and has the most adorable daughter named Celine. He's taking Luke's place, the one who moved back to France. He's one of the owners of the bakery? She asked, checking creds as always. Yes, Nana, I said. He's an owner. He's Luke's cousin, and the whole family owns all the bakeries. What about that lawyer you were seeing before you went to Paris? Dan? I kept my voice even. Mm-hmm. He's... Here still, of course. I just talked with him a few days ago. It was his suggestion, actually, for the Delacroix Company to lease the space I'll be working in, the new bakery. That was nice of him. Who's the better looking of the two? I'm glad to see your values haven't changed, I said, but compared them in my mind anyway. Philippe was definitely good-looking in a continental way. 
dark blonde hair that just touched his shoulders, a bit taller than me. Dan was built bigger, taller, with broad shoulders I loved to see, set off by suspenders. His strawberry blonde hair perfectly matched his lightly tanned complexion. You're thinking about it, aren't you? Nana poked me out of my daydream. Gotcha, she laughed, and I laughed with her as the rain slid down the outside of the window, my hometown Seattle lights blinking away in the drops. Thanks for seeing me off today. I won't be long. Just meeting Margot and getting a quick run-through. Of course I'm seeing you off. Everyone is jealous that my granddaughter is here. I need to brag. I saw the bus rounding the corner about a half mile down the road. Nana saw it too.